Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. I'm just going to say thank you to Alex and, and Luke from Bodactin for that theme song. It's so awesome. Yeah, that is kind of catchy. And nothing like the original theme done on bagpipes. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome to another episode of Wookie Radio. It's Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. Um, the scoundrels and smugglers that they do allow into the cantina. It's droids that they don't serve. Okay. If you don't like our corny jokes. That's because they. <laughs> go ahead. If you don't like our corny intros, you can always email us because we do want to hear from you at wookie dot net. So that's so hard to remember how to do. I had true. nothing to do with that joke. <laughs> <laughs> so for for complaints, contact Derek at WookieRadio.net. Bring them on. <laughs> um, he is our complaint department. <laughs> speaking of which, you can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at Wookie Radio. Um, on the homepage, check out our affiliate links. Ripped Apparel, that's where I got my Droid Road t shirt that you saw me do the unboxing or the, the swag, geek swag video over on Weebie Geeks Classified. It's a droid version of Abbey Road. I love the shirt. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, also, to check out superherostuff.com. Um, they're hero boxes, but they got some great Star Wars merch on the shop. It's not just superheroes. Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, a few other things as well. Uh, DC Comics for those who like Ken's show. Um, or... Marvel characters for those who follow the podcast award nominated Mighty Marvel Geeks. Congratulations. And we know there's really two types of comic book fans. DC, DC comic fans and, and Marvel. the ones that are wrong. Um, I, actually, there, there are those that like um, some of the indies as well. Yeah, but those guys don't count. They find they find DC and Marvel to both be uh, a little... Uh, no, actually, I can't say that. <laughs> a little lacking. Mm. I'm actually a big Marvel fan, and I like DC, but... Well, a, cu- a couple of weeks ago, we interviewed over on Mighty Marvel Geeks, um, my local comic book shop's manager, and we talked about Marvel and retail practices. It was fun. Interesting cool. insight. Um, and um, but also, too, check before out... Before we get too far into the show... Check, oh, out, comic, check out Comic Beto as well as a way of very quickly increasing your graphic novel trade paperback collection some great stuff from them so that Dude reminded me when you when you mentioned the um abbey road shirt for um the star wars shirt did I tell you guys about Pal- yeah did i tell you guys about palette swap ninja uh-uh. no. um there's a band called palette swap ninja that for the 40th anniversary of star wars they actually took um 
the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and over two or three years, they um, recorded... I have every out al- every song as a Star Wars tribute or a Star Wars parody in the be- the album is now called Princess Leia's Stolen Death Star Plans. Oh, if really? you go to their um if you go to their website it's free to download because obviously because they don't own the music <laughs> but it's free to download they went and it actually sounds really really good and it's every uh, every song in order from Sgt. Pepper's done in a, as a Star Wars song. No kidding. Uh give me a second I'll get it. I have it. I have it on my phone. I don't have it on my computer. Um, try to remember what the file is called. Probably. Uh, wait, I can see what the because I just downloaded it straight. It's I think it's the initials. PLS. I think so. PS- I think so. What? I can I bring it up on their website probably. Oh, I have here. it. I have it. I think it's still in the zip file. That's ah. my problem. Um, but still, this is one that is worth um, going and checking out. Even if all you do is listen to it on their um, on their out or on their website, because this it's an amazing uh, um, parody, or it's really a parody album. But they took the time because what it is is this year everybody knows is the 40th anniversary of Star Wars, but it's the 50th anniversary um, of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yep, hmm. which Very means it's also the 50th anniversary of Pink Floyd's Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Ah. So I'm not saying, but I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Now let's see. I'm on their website. Let me see if I can actually play the song from here. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to make me download the zip file, which I need I, to anyway. Sorry, I got it. Okay. Yeah, because at least play the song, the Princess Leia stolen Death Star plans. Because it was, it's a great song. Ah, okay. Would you think if I boarded your ship, would you give those transmissions to me? How can this be? Take the joints down to your shop where you clean them. A few examples. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, uh, they did a great job with this album. Um, their names are actually, whereas I got it here. Um, I, I, I love the name of this track. It's the Dianaga. Yes. So. What was yeah. the name of it, that band? Pallet Swamp Ninja. And actually, it's spelled P A L E. T T E S W A P N I N J A dot com. That's it. Paletswapninja.com. You can get all the information. You can download the albums from there. It's also available on SoundCloud and iTunes, I believe. Hmm. Uh, but these guys are awesome. It's uh, Jude Kelly and Dan. I'm trying to find Dan's last name on here. See, this is what happens when you throw stuff in on the fly. Hey, this, this is what makes the show fun. Mm hmm. But um, these are guys we actually should get on the show to talk about. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. To talk about this well, album and just Star Wars. Star Wars in general. Derek, check That's the chat. Right. What? Check the chat. Check the chat. Oh, <laughs> check the chat. I got gotcha. you. Chit chat. <laughs> Chit chat. So, um, yeah, like I said, go and check it out. They have some music. I guess they have some videos and stuff up on here, too. So Yeah, the videos are awesome. They are awesome. 
Awesome. So, it, but that's that. Um, anything else we need to cover before we actually get jump into this? No, let's get right into. Well, uh, unless you guys are new to the world of geekdom, everybody's heard of this little uh, homegrown the little convention out in San Diego called Comic Con International. Never heard well, of it. Well, this weekend coming up is, Comic-Con, oh, wait. is, is, is San Diego Comic Con. Is, is that the C- Seattle Comic Con? No, no, no. This is San Diego. S- Salt Lake City Comic Con? Yeah, Salt Lake no, no, no. City. Excuse this me. This is San Diego where you go out in the morning right at um, dawn, hit the surfing. Then when you're done with that, you just park your board outside the convention center and go in and um, check out the Comic Con. Yeah. You stand in line for, a, for Hall H now for next year. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Well, Comic-Con actually officially starts on Thursday, but it doesn't always start on Thursday. It pre- Wednesday night is preview night. Preview night yeah. And all the and you have these Star Wars panels on Thursday night during preview night. Oh wait, there aren't any. Thursday night there's I believe two panels happening. Um and one's a DC Comics and I'm not sure what the other one was. So, but on Thursday, that was Wednesday night preview night. Yep. Um on Thursday, now there is an honorable mention for Wednesday for Thursday because this isn't a Star Wars panel, but Jennifer Murrow, who actually was one of the writers for the Forces of Destiny, is on a panel is featured on a panel titled Gunslingers, Half Orcs and Fireballs. A fun or a super fun guide to Dungeons and Dragons and tabletop RPGs. Right, that try- take place. I'm trying to get her on the show. Okay. Well, that takes place on um, from eight to nine p.m. in room twenty-eight DE. So, and like I said, she's one of the writers for the Forces of Destiny. Yes. Now, the ones that actually um, affect are Star Wars themselves, or that have Star Wars in them, is on um, from noon till one o'clock in room twenty-nine AB. Jack Specific is having the um, Fall twenty seventeen sneak preview. It says, join Jack Specific for a preview of all of the new figures, collectibles, and RC vehicles. They will be released in the upcoming months. Attendees will get an exclusive first look at new items from Nintendo, DC Originals, Justice League, Marvel, and Star Wars. Hmm. Following the preview, there will be a Q&A with members of the Jack's development team and special giveaways of their premium DC Originals tribute series figures. Okay. Now, what was that, Derek? Nothing. I was just saying that sounds oh. pretty cool. Oh, I said it was okay. Oh, okay. Well, the next one <laughs> exactly. is you get to um, Thursday night at 8 o'clock from 8 to 9. In room 32AB, you get I'll Take Quidditch for 500, Obi-Wan Fan Game Show. Now, the description of this says, can you name the family seat of each um, Westerosi house? Identify a Star Wars villain from a single line of dialogue. I can. Uh, <laughs> list every Hogwarts professor by magical subject. Test your knowledge in this bookish game show, competing head-to-head with fellow fans and best-selling authors in categories like May the Force Be With You, Expecto Patronum, and more, using audio clips from Star Wars, Game of Thrones, and Harry Potter audiobooks. Star Wars audiobook narrator Mark Thompson will host, oh, that's cool, um, selecting a few lucky audience members to compete on stage as contestants. Now, anybody who's ever listened to a Star Wars audiobook, you've heard Mark Thompson. He does a lot of them. Yeah, he does. Mm. And then uh, the last panel Thursday is um, everybody's favorite um, troopers, the 501st Legion, an introduction to villainous costuming in the Star Wars universe. This is for also from 8 to 9, and this one's actually in the Grand 1 and 2 at the Marriott Marquis San Diego Marina Hotel. Now, the description here is, panelists offer an introduction to the creation of fan-made villain costumes 
from all seven Star Wars movies and beyond. Legion members from the Imperial Sands, Southern California, and Wisconsin garrisons will provide an overview of the creative processes that bring Stormtroopers, Tusken Raiders, Boba Fett, or Kylo Ren from the silver screen to the reality. Dean Amstutz, um, Imperial Southern Garrison membership liaison, will discuss the membership journey from initial interest through final approval. Leslie Farhar, I believe... Um, the ISG commanding officer will speak about fabrication con- or fabric construction. Kevin Weir, the Imperial st- surplus armor and KW design owner, will relate his process for working with armor pl- parts. Howard Smart, the- another ISG member, will speak about small prop construction. Don Bright, flagship Ellipse dispatch executive officer, will discuss the process and requirements for bringing a new cannon costume into the Legion. Adam Peterson, the Jolly Roger Squadron detachment leader, will discuss large costume construction. And then Todd Millen, the ISG executive officer, will moderate the panel with a Q&A session after the presentation. Now, what it says about requirements for joining and things like that, the, there's many costuming groups out there. The 501st Legion, I believe the, also the Rebel um, Legion. There's 501st. The, well, for Star Wars, you've got Rebel Legion, the 501st, the Jedi Assembly, uh, Mandalorian Mercs, um, well, those are the major ones, but um, the 501st one. is the most strict. That if you want to join the 501st, your costume has to be screen accurate to a movie. And they are very strict on exactly the way it's got to look, um, what little changes can be made, what can't be made. Rebel Legion's the same way. Yeah. So it, it's it, like it, it, it's very exacting on how they do theirs. It has to be a screen accurate type look. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily you, oh, you have to match the third stormtrooper on the left in the long scene with the emperor showing up. Yeah, but you but then but, you're not allowed also to make your own custom things. It has to be something that you've seen on screen somewhere. To to be approved, you have to it has to be a based on an on-screen costume. Mm-hmm. Like with Rebel Legion Jedi, you have the variations, but I mean they're still strict of the type of boots, the type of belts. Etc. Yeah. If if your original trilogy, then your lightsaber has the D ring clip. If your prequel trilogy and before you got have the Kovatek clip. Um, I remember all this from when I went through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm looking as well. Uh, you also have the Dark Alliance, uh, the Dark Empire, um, which are more. Uh, I'm trying to remember what Dark Alliance is. I don't even think they're some still of them around. are more like your extent, the old extended universe and the legends universes and stuff like that. You could just pull characters out of those. Yeah, uh, the Dark Empire is like the Jedi Assembly, but it's all uh, Sith based. Okay. So, uh, I will say I am a member at large of Jedi Assembly and Rebel Legion. Awesome. So. But that's all the panels for Thursday. There's only three of them there. But Friday and Saturday, you you have a lot of stuff going on. But that's m- most conventions. Thursday, everybody's getting there. They're warming up. They're getting ready to go. Then Friday, it gets a little busier. Then Saturday is your main hit. We saw this with um, Celebration. But um, yeah. we start off... 
Well, we see this Saturday or Friday morning at 10 a.m. from 10 to 11 in room 29AB. You get the spotlight on Marjorie Liu. Now, if you don't know who this is, it's uh-huh. engage, engage in a wide-ranging conversation on publishing, race, and gender with Marjorie Liu, um, the New York Times bestselling and Eisner-nominated author of Monstrous, Han Solo, X-23, and many other titles. She's yep. a great writer. She's superb. I'm, her, I'm definitely a fan of hers. The Han Solo series was amazing. Yes. I mean, just flat out. So, it was amazing. At some point, i got to pick up the trades of a lot of those because I've not got a chance to pick up all the actual books yet. Her Monstrous series is really good, too. Yeah. I think I have a couple of issues of that. It's it's a great story, and the artwork is just beautiful. Yeah. Is, doesn't that one look very steampunky? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think Vicky picked up a couple of issues of that. Um, but the next one up is from 10 to 11 at in room 7AB, the Star Wars Collectibles update with Lucasfilm's Brian Merton and Dolly. Oh, wow. Aluwilia. Uh, it says Lucasfilm offers a look at the la- latest news and revelations for Star Wars collectibles. Um, expect revelations from all the normal participants, plus a few su- surprises. So this is where you're going to see Kotobukiya. You're going to see um, Sideshow collectibles. You're going to see everybody is going to have something in this. See, I, I do like Sideshow. I do like General Giant. But Kotobayuka mm-hmm. is is where I go. That's that's the stuff I really love. Yeah. It depends on what it is for me. I like all of them, but for different things. Yeah, I, this is. I would not be surprised to see Funko in this one. Also, see, I, I love the artifact stuff from from Kotobayuka. Yeah, uh, that's because, good stuff. Because it it's posable. I mean, and with some of the extra pieces that come with it, I mean, you you can do so much with it. And for for the size of their stuff, a lot of it's actually from Kotobayuka, really reasonable. Mm-hmm. Whereas SciShow and General Giant can get pricey, um, but lately, yeah. I mean, th- there's a couple pieces um, that uh, or there's a there's a piece that is my daughter's looking at that is Spider Gwen based that is actually not bad at like sixty five bucks from General Giant. Yeah, it's not bad at all. So, uh, General Giant has gotten better. SciShow is still definitely the priciest of the three. Mm. Um, but, yeah. Well, General Giant can still get pricey out there because if I remember, isn't General Giant the one that has the full-size troopers and stuff you can buy? I mean, the actual screen size, you get a mannequin to sit, stand in your corner with all the armor on. Uh, like that. General, yeah. One of them actually makes those, the full-size statues. General Giant makes the full-size um because one of the other comic book shops that I go to, I frequent two here in Orlando, in the Orlando area. Uh, the one where I get all my my books for my subscriptions is Coliseum of Comics. Uh, like I said, we interviewed the manager, JC, on Mighty Marvel Geeks a couple weeks ago. Um, the other store I go to, which is where I go for, all my col- for a lot of my collectibles, because they do have a lot of collectibles, is Gods and Monsters. And they have... Two of the gentle giant life size Kenner replica stormtroopers. Oh, that's awesome. They are so sweet. <laughs> they are so expensive. <laughs> yeah, if I remember right, they're 2500 or more, if I remember right. For yeah. Ones. And I don't think they're selling them. I think they bought them for store display yeah. purposes. All right. Yeah. Well, that's. There's a costume shop here that has one in the window. Mr. Fun's costumes has um, a a trooper in the window. I think I think it's a general giant. I mean, there's not that many people or 
companies that make the full life size statues. Yeah. How much is that trooper in the window? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that a hit song in the sixties? Maybe the fifties? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Well, moving on down the list, because Friday is a pretty big list. We get moving down the list. The dun, 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 dun. Oh, sorry. Let's move down the road. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. I, I knew where you were going. I was just moving on on my own. <laughs> but um, we get Steampunk Invades a Galaxy Far, Far Away. Uh, this is from 11 to 12 a.m. to p.m. Uh, room 7AB. You get Star Wars and Steampunk are two fandoms that have become one with the Force to create a bounty of fan-favorite art and cosplays. From Admiral Akbar to Yoda, Boba Fett to Wicket, all your favorite Star Wars characters have been reimagined or reimaged into a variety of fantasy steamy mashups. Join in, join in to enjoy some of the best Star Wars universe fan art. Plus, get tips from fellow steampunks who will share how they created recognizable mashup characters of their own design. With Poppy Allerton, who does so- Ahsoka, Matt Yuzi, Sir Chewy of Baca, <laughs> uh, Rebecca Yuzi, Lady Babette Fett, Treb Paul Padula, Cog Bane, Jessica Woods, Mara Jade, and moderated by Anastasia Hunter, chair of the Gaslight Steampunk Expo. Move along. This sounds fun. Right. Anybody who likes steampunks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen some of that the the steampunk mashup costumes, and they're really cool. Well, one of my favorite ones is: Have you seen the steampunk R two D two? Yes, yes, I yes. have. I, I also love. Awesome. I also love the steampunk uh, at at. I've not seen that up. one yet. Um, I will have to say, we might have to before um, before February of next year. See about applying for membership with the official geek Mardi Gras crew based out in New Orleans called Crew of Chewbacca's. <laughs> oh, cool. I think it's only fitting that Wookiee Radio be a part of that. Sure. Yeah. Speaking of um, mashups, have you ever seen the uh, the artists that did the uh, like the samurai versions of all the characters? Yes. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love that. I well, love that stuff. When when Celebration was in Japan uh, for the 35th anniversary or 30th anniversary of, of Star Wars, um, they had a whole samurai, like a, a Darth Vader samurai suit. Oh, I think to, I've seen pictures of that. To, to kind of show some of the, the samurai influence. Mm. So, I mean, it's absolutely a, a lot of the... To think stormtroopers could have had a samurai feel to them. Yeah. Type well, thing. they did a little bit. If you actually look at the um, samurai concepts for Vader's costume and what it actually became, it's very... It's, actually it's very close, so you yeah. You see the um, samurai True, yeah. in it. Yeah, his, his helmet the definitely... Past. The helmet... Yeah, it definitely has a, a samurai-esque flair to it. Yeah. And the troopers, not quite as much, but you can still see it a little bit in the way the helmet flares out towards the bottom a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, but the next one up, we have Lucasfilm Publishing, new Star Wars stories from a galaxy far, far away. This is at noon in room 7AB also. So it sounds like for the first couple hours, Lucasfilm owns that room. Uh, it says, get ready, Rebels. Best-selling fan-favorite authors, uh, Christian Blauvelt of Star Wars Made It Easy, Colin Bunn from Star Wars Darth Maul, Christy Golden of Battlefront 2 Inferno Squad, Claudia Gray from Leia, Princess of Alderaan, Jarrett K. Prozokska of Star Wars Jedi 
Academy, uh, The Force Oversleeps, Kevin Scott yep. of the Star Wars Adventures, Beth Revis of Star Wars Rebel Rising, and Landry Walker from Star Wars Adventures discuss their latest stories set in a galaxy far, far away. Also featured will be exclusive sneak peeks at upcoming stories, surprise guests, and giveaways exclusive to San Diego Comic-Con. Moderated by Lucasfilm's Michael Silgen. Silgen. So this is going to be interesting to see what um, comes out of here and what new stories they got coming up. Yeah. Very Uh, true. Next up. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Next up, we have what rebellions are built on. Popular culture, radical hope, and political engagement. Uh, this is also at noon in room 25 A, B, and C. As Americans, as America faces the drawing up of Death Star plans or border walls, refugee bans, and faith-based registries, cultures and politics have never felt so pop culture in. But stories have always been political, and fandom has too. Today, themes of hope and resistance in stories such as Star Wars, Harry Potter, and Wonder Woman are serving not just as moral guides, but as inspirational inspiration for plans of political action. Hear from geeks making activism their superpower as they wield nerd enthusiasms like the Force, hacking popular culture for social justice, civic activism, and uh, participatory politics, including... Um, including through anti-bullying initiatives, advocacy, and charity. Moderator is Jennifer K. Sullen of the Geek Girl Con Inc. and Ink Stain to Amazon. Uh, we'll talk with Robin Jordan of Black Girls Nerd Out. Robin Jordan, or wait, that's the same person. <laughs> uh, Suzanne Scott of UT Austin. Josh Siegel of Geeks Out. Uh, Fox Smith of Superheroines, etc. Amber Garzen, or Garza of Sequential Rights and Geeks Out. And Maddie Vonhoff of One Campaign and Geek Girl Con about how memes, cosplay, and performance challenges or and performance challenge stereotypes and raise consciousness around identity politics, rebellion being built on favorite fandoms, and of course hope. So that's your political for um panel. Next up after that we have Hasbro Star Wars at one o'clock in room seven A B. And this is gonna be basically where you're gonna see what's common. Members of the Hasbro team discuss popular Star Wars action or Hasbro Star Wars line. Attendees will get an in-depth look at Hasbro's latest action figure offerings and word on the Holonet is that there may also be a few surprises, including special product re- a special product reveal, which is probably going to we may actually get to see um, get the first views of some of the um, Last Jedi toys. Maybe get to see first views of uh, the vintage line too, such yeah. as oh maybe Doctor Afra. Mm. Yeah, but who wants That's that? Right. <laughs> Bite your tongue. <laughs> well, at two o'clock in the same room, remember seven a room seven a b is owned by Lucasfilm all day in Star Wars. The science of Star Wars at two o'clock. Ever wonder if lightsabers could be one day be a reality? Curious about which Star Wars droid NASA would take into space? Expert panelist Kim Stedman, engineer at NASA's JPL, uh, Kieran D- Dixon, uh, editor of CometTV.com and works for MGM Studios, Fawn Davis, Star Wars production designer, Travis Langley, editor of Star Wars Psychology, Stephen Huff, fight choreographer and weapons expert, Elliot Sirota, VFX expert, and host Jenna Bush, creator of Legion of Leia, act as your um, board gullet into the mind of Star Wars creators and break down the science behind the galaxy far, far away. Q&As, surprises, and giveaways will follow. 
Uh, then we get Judges on Star Wars at three o'clock in the same room, seven AB. Um, as the dark side, or is the dark side an addiction of or a choice for Kylo Ren? What are the civil rights of droids? Did interrogating Bodhi Rook with the Borg gullet violate Rook's uh, civil rights? Join California Supreme Court Justice Mariano Florentino. Um, who are, or well are <laughs> Judge John B. Owens of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, Federal Magistrate Judge Mitch Demben, Federal Magistrate Judge Stacy Beckerman, um, California Judge Carol Najera, and former Federal Magistrate Judge Paul Gruel, now Deputy General Counsel for Litigation at Facebook, to hear their legal adv- analysis and, and love of Star Wars. Moderated by Josh uh, Gillard Esquire and Jessica Medersen Esquire of Legal the Legal Geeks. Interesting. Yeah. Um, next up, we get IDW: The Rise and Fall uh, at four o'clock in Room Four. IDW goes galactic this fall with the launch of Star Wars, the entirely new or uh, an entirely new Star Trek, and much more. Learn yeah. about their massive plans. Now, what, what Star Wars are they doing? Are they doing just still the reprints? No, they're doing the. Um it's called Star Wars Adventures. It's the all-ages comic for, for kids. Ah, okay. So which, this is going to basically, are they going to do a digest size? No, it's going to be a full comic size. Oh, nice. Really? Huh. Yeah, it's going to be ongoing. It's, it's, it's going to be like My Little Ponies, but all Star Wars for all ages. Yeah. And uh, Zoe has already said she wants it. Uh, we're going to be creating a pull list for my daughter um, <laughs> at Coliseum of Comics, and that's going to be on her list. And I think I'm going to have that same book on my list, too. Oh, very nice. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's that's the first title she wants on her um, that she's putting on her pull list. Okay. So, um, my little girl's growing up. Yeah, they grew up so fast. Now, you got to do something to commemorate um, um, daughter's first pull list. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Well, next up, you get in room 7AB again at 4 o'clock, Star Wars and Fandom, The Early Years. In honor of Star Wars' 40th anniversary it's long, and its long association with Comic-Con, Craig Billers, Lucasfilm's original director of fan relations, gives yeah. a slideshow on the early association between Star Wars and fandom, including photos from Comic-Con in the 1970s, and stories about how fans got involved and were kept involved from even more, or even before the film came out. That would yeah. be a really cool to see all the old pictures yeah um next up you get star wars music and sound at five o'clock in room seven ab a special 40th anniversary panel on the greatest <laughs> sonic universe of all uh, meet with people who helped create the iconic music and sound design of star wars guests from the original london sessions and their ni- or 2000 uh, set or that 2017 Hollywood counterparts swap behind the scenes stories of the first time the music was heard. Skywalker sound specialist or Skywalker sound special guest star from star Wars, the last Jedi um, LSO's David Krupps, who was in the original star Wars trilogy did um, Richard Anderson, who was on a new hope and Raiders lost dark and Ramiro Belgart, who was on Star Wars The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, reveal how elephants and telephone poles became the sounds of space battles. <laughs> uh, moderated by Steve Lee, from uh, the, who did Apollo 13, and David Reichlin, uh, who did Star Trek. 
That would be a fun yeah, panel. Oh, yeah. There's only a couple of left for Friday. Like I said, the, these lists for Friday and Saturday are huge, but there's some good stuff in here. Um, I don't know. If I went to Comic-Con, I don't know what I would ha- be able to go do. What I, it's too much stuff. Sensory overload. <laughs> I know, right? My brain but, would explode. Mm-hmm. At 6 o'clock in, pan- in room 7AB, you get basic Star Wars robotics, a la Mouse Droid. Learn what it, what makes the, a Mouse Droid tick and its place in the Star Wars universe. Mouse Droid builders share their expertise and provide you with the knowledge you'll need to build your, own, your very own Mouse Droid from an easy budget build to a high-end speed racer or a tank-like demolition derby Mouse Droid. And at Disney Hollywood Studios, they sell remote control mouse droids. Oh, nice. Oh, that's awesome. It seems like it actually wouldn't be that difficult to take, like, an RC car and swap the body. Uh, I don't remember. For the basic version. Uh, I don't remember exactly what this one's like, um, but I think it the top opens and you can launch Nerf missiles from it as well, <laughs> or Nerf, <laughs> Nerf darts. Oh, nice. Um, I would love to get one. I really would. My buddy Andy actually has the app controlled ad at that has the um the Nerf Dart shooting out that shoots out the front of it. Oh cool. Oh, I was at property control at Disney. Um it's the cast member shop. And they had it for hundred and forty nine dollars. Original retail three hundred. I'm like, I don't what, remember the ad at? Yeah, for the ad act. Wow. Yeah. Which is the from the- from, from Rogue One. Yeah, I don't ever remember it being. You got it. Amazon went on sale for one fifty. I don't ever remember seeing it at Target for three hundred bucks. Well, that's the suggested retail price. Well, that's what Disney was selling it at. Yeah, at one time. No, actually, um, Amazon. Andy found it. It was like fifty bucks on Amazon. They had it marked way down for some reason. Target had Target had it marked down quite a bit as well. Yeah. I mean, right, as they were blowing them out, they were marking them down to like 50 bucks. Hmm. Well, the cool thing is when it goes to fire the um, the Nerf dart, it the front actually opens up like you're opening a torpedo, torpedo bay. And then once yeah. it's all the way open, then it'll shoot the dart. <laughs> it's kind of cool. But we got two more panels for Friday at 7 o'clock in room 7AB and then at 9 o'clock in 7AB. At 7 o'clock, you get Star Wars Dysfunctional Skywalker Family, <laughs> Twins Separated at Birth, Domestic Abuse Near a Volcano, and Child Abandonment in de- on Desert planets the root of all evil in the star wars universe is not the dark side it's bad parenting (laughs) this panel will look at the future of the skywalker family and how kylo ren's parents divorce may have adversely affected him plus the panel will speculate on what's to come in episode eight the last jedi ah joined chris gore from film threat chelsea blackstone of youtube's future or figure fights jeff tucker of um gemmer collector cast along with guest comedians and star wars experts for a fun yet serious look at how poor parenting choices in the Skywalker family led to the galaxy far, far away thrown into chaos. See, it's a typical night in the Skywalker household. Why, you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder! Who's scruffy-looking? Mommy, Daddy, (laughs) please stop fighting! (laughs) And then... I thought they smelled bad on the outside! (laughs) <laughs> okay. 
We round out the night with the um, the fun game of trivia, Star Wars trivia in the same room at nine o'clock. It says, "Member of the San Diego Star Wars Society, veteran hosts of panel of trivia panels at Comic Con International have prepared an even more challenging contest this year for fans who think they know uh, they know a galaxy far, far away." Returning this year will be a game round for kids ages 5 to 11, followed by three adult game rounds ages 12 and up. All game rounds are conducted by last man standing or conducted in a last man standing format. Come test your knowledge and you may win some some of the thousands of dollars of prizes provided by Star Wars licensees. The trivia panel is hosted by Leah Hornado, Linda Crispin, Brenda Prout, Carlos Munoz, Jessica Woods, and Colin Gomez. And that wraps up the Friday. Wow. Saturday is not quite as big, but Friday is the big Star Wars day. What did you have, Mike? I was just saying, wow. Yeah. Saturday, Friday is just Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars everywhere. Now, Especially toy- room 7AB. Toys R Us, Star Wars, Rogue One, Rapture Fire, Imperial at Act, $249.98. Wowza. Wait a minute. Let's see what Amazon has it at. That's where they got it at. I know I've seen Target's been listing, has had it in store a lot cheaper. I'm trying to see it. I'm trying to find it on Target's website. Yeah. Well, Amazon has it at 150. So they also have it at 213. They have it at. <laughs> Target has it at 249.99 as well. Yeah. So. Uh, look, I could get it for 150 at, at the property control or cast connection, the, the cast member shop at Disney, but still yeah. a little too rich for my blood. Well, the cool thing is that it actually um, does what you wanted your original ad ad to do back in the day. It, using your phone, it'll actually walk. Yeah. With the sound effects that you hear from the um, from the movies. I have the R2-D2. So, I have the smart R2-D2 from Hasbro. That's app controlled. Oh, nice. How does it work? Is it actually pretty good? Yeah, the dog hates it, though. The young <laughs> the pup. She oh, absolutely hates Cassie, it. Yeah. I see Cassie destroying it, my, my um, little chihuahua. Oh, she destroys good. everything now. So <laughs> it's good size. Oh, she would still destroy it. Yeah, it had. She jumps. She's nine pounds, about nine nine inches tall, and she could jump up and get stuff off the kitchen counter. Uh, I believe. So, it. Yeah, you got to put stuff up on the ceiling to get, get away from her. <laughs> I believe that. But, too. Nine pounds. That's a this. small cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> new, my Newman is sixteen pounds. Uh. Wow. Well, my my four, my last dog um, when we lost her was at five and a half <laughs> pounds. Wow. So yeah, Cassie when we got her was already that size. So as we distracted onto Saturday. Yes. Saturday, July twenty second, twenty seventeen, at ten a.m. in the Grand One and Two, the Grand Ballroom, probably One and Two, the Marriott Marquis San Diego Marina. You get the business of geek fashion. Do you ever wonder how a geek fashion line is created, or how companies, or how companies form partnerships with collections or for collections? Not this really. panel. Will- they just look at nor- <laughs> well, this- they just go to college and look at how the kids are dressed there, and then go, yeah, that's it. <laughs> That's what we need. Well, this to panel do. will offer a behind-the-scenes look at the business of geek fashion, moderated by Lisa um, Granshaw, panelists Ed LeBay from Hot Topic, Ashley Eckstein from Her Universe, uh, Samantha oh, cool. Pereira, Pereira from Think Geek Denver, Allison Semino of Rock Love Jewelry, 
Sean Gailey of Jinx and Tony Kim from Hero Within will discuss the big changes that occurred in the industry over the last year, how partnerships are formed and grown, um, where the industry is going next and more. Next up, um, you get at noon in room 25 A, B, and C from screen to panel, Disney comics from life or come to life with new stories. Disney and uh, comics fans can preview the latest Disney comics with the thrilling panel of editors and experts who help make the these comics come to life. Panelists include moderator Eugene ah, Perezuk, uh, Sarah Gatos, editor of Tangled and DuckTales comics for IDW, Mike Silgen, or Siglin, uh, director of creative franchise for Lucasfilm Publishing, for Lucasfilm Comics and New Kids Comics, Kurt Hassler, publisher, manager, director, uh, or publisher, managing director of Yen Press, uh, Witch, and Big Hero 6, Gary Groth, president, Fantagraphics Books, Snow White, and uh, New Standard Series, and Denton Tipton, uh, senior editor and writer at IDW Publishing, Star Wars Comics for Kids, and member of DuckTales Creative Team. So talking about basically making comic books. Yep. Which you're at Comic-Con. Why would you talk about making comic books? <laughs> Isn't Comic-Con all about TV shows and movies? Nobody well, talks about comic books there anymore. San Diego. <laughs> so That's, San Diego uh, doesn't do comics anymore. Yeah. That's why it's now SDCC. Now it's not San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. But um, next up, we move to 4 o'clock in the afternoon. We go back to the Grand Ballroom 1 and 2 at the Marriott. Uh, Ladies of the Legions, a women's guide to Star Wars costuming. The Ladies of the Legions discuss different costume options for women and challenges and solutions for issues such as choosing costumes, customization and fit, cross-play costume options, physical issues for women in costume, and support and costume groups for women. Panelists offer introductions to various costumes costuming clubs, including the 501st Legion, um, Leslie Farker, uh, Dawn Bright, and Anastasia Hunter, the Rebel Legion with Rachel Williams and Lisa Curtis Saunders, and the Mandalorian Mercs with Carrie Ann Karasi and Christina Sklosser, um, and is moderated by Leslie Farker of the 501st Legion. Next is Mike's panel. It's the Koto Bukia Fall Summer yeah. 2017 Update. At 5.30 in room 26AB. Expect Now, this one's a really detailed description. Now, it's going to take me a while to read this one. Expect right. plenty of product updates and new announcements. A Q&A session with members of the, from the product development team and some surprises and giveaways. Sweet. That's it. Well, I, I am glad the last two celebrations that I've been to. I've been to three. But the last two, uh, Kota Buyuka had exclusives. Uh, at C6, they had uh, R2A6, and I have it. It was a birthday gift to me. Um, and then um, this time I got Trips and BT from the Dr. Afro series. The first two from that series, or actually from the Vader series at the time. Um, but I think I think Afro just started. Um but the first two characters to get a collectible, I still want them done as action figures, though. Because I get this cool idea for a display. R2-D2 and C-3PO in the middle. Um, AP-5 and Chopper on one side. And Trips and BT on the other side. The, the, that look awesome. The, the, droid, the droid eye couples of, of each segment. So, 
Continue. I apologize. No, you're fine. Uh, we only have two more panels left. The next one is, um, and neither one are straight up Star Wars, but they have Star Wars in them. You get what's new from Delray Books at seven o'clock in room nine. It's adventure, science fiction, innovation, fantasy. The publisher of some of genre's best and brightest stars is here to talk about what's next on the horizon for Delray Books. Authors Pierce Brown from the Red Rising trilogy. Robin Hobb of Fitz and the Fool Trilogy, Jason Huff of The Dire Earth Cycle, Vic James of The Gilded Cage, and Rob Reed of After On discuss their new and upcoming books with moderator Trisha, Trisha uh, Narwani, uh, who is the Delray editor, editorial director. Now, anybody who doesn't know, Delray is actually where you get all of your Star Wars novels. Yes. So they'll probably be talking about the, them in there also. I would imagine so, yes. <laughs> And then the last one we have is 10 points to Slytherin. Why good fans love evil characters. It's time to get in touch with your dark side. Forget those boring he- heroes. Fandom loves ah. Forget those boring heroes. Fandom loves striking and iconic villains. Loki, Harley Quinn, Darth Vader with their fascinating backstories, um, dangerous aesthetics and devil may care attitudes. It's easy to see why many fans self identify with the bad guys. But what does it take or what does it say about you when you proudly claim allegiance to the Slytherin house, the 501st Legion, or the agents of Hydra. This interactive panel will explore fan fascination with fictional antagonists with TV writer Jane Espernson from Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Battlestar Galactica, New York Times bestselling author Rebecca Zanetti from the Blood Brothers series and the Dark Protector series, writer and producer um, Christine Boylan from Once Upon a Time in Castle, comics writer Erica Schultz from Charmed and Sword of Shadow or Sword of Sorrow, and writer and director um, Kendall Ashley from The Nerdist and Geek and Sundry. And then the mo- the panel is moderated by Adrian Busk from Nerd for a Living and fictitious and this is happening in room 26 ab at 8 30 p.m and that's actually the last panel that has star wars in it for comic-con because on sunday there's only three panels and two of those have to do with the um the base of the awards cool so that's if anybody's going to comic-con um that that tells you what they're doing for star wars there's plenty of options out there so yes there is uh so why don't we go ahead and move on uh as we're coming slowly towards the end of the show um we still got some time so don't fret yet but uh there was some news about dave filoni yes indeed there was uh so he recently has been tweeting out some things and he revealed a major detail about ahsoka's fate uh see ever since she debuted as anakin's companion in the first series animated series and cartoon network she quickly carved her way with dual wielding lightsabers into the hearts of many and in the second season of star wars rebels she may have met her fate in a heartbreaking confrontation with her former master see now that that was a good fight yes it was Obi-Wan versus Darth Maul, not so good. But this one, good. Yeah. Uh, But after a massive tease given at Star Wars Celebration earlier this year, Dave Filoni revealed a scene that didn't make the cut from an episode in the second season, which hints at the character's ultimate fate while referencing other similar confrontations. Uh, His tweet shows an image of Ahsoka meeting with Bendu before she heads to Malachor with Ezra and Kanan. While she inevitably faces Darth Vader and takes a seemingly fatal plunge in that battle, never to be seen again, this scene adds a layer of context and complexity to the interaction. Uh, Bendu is 
a being with that balances both light and dark, and he gives the former Padawan some fateful advice. Uh, I love how they uh, how they did Bindu at the very end when Thrawn's on the planet. Oh yeah, yeah. And he he t- uh, he tweeted out a nice Filoni tweeted out a nice image of. Ahsoka and the Bindu face to face, just about. And there's a nice little conversation. Uh, it says, uh, Bindu says, You are set on this confrontation then? And Ahsoka says, I have to know the truth. Bindu says, So be it. But understand this much will change as a result of this encounter, including you. Ahsoka says, Isn't that true of all things as time advances? Bindu says, My dear, when I say change, I mean death. Ahsoka says, so will I die? And Bindo says, will you? I didn't know that. Goodbye then, Ahsoka Tano, former Jedi. Well, if you remember, too, from the press conference that I attended at Celebration in regards to Rebels, um, there there were supposedly pictures. Well, Florian came out wearing a shirt that said Ahsoka lives with a question mark. Right. And then they showed us um, a teaser then right before he, they showed us um, the first episode of season four, supposedly, I never saw it, but supposedly he wore a shirt that said Ahsoka lives with an exclamation point. I've seen point. pictures of it. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen pictures, pictures of, of it. it. Yeah. But when he shows, when they show up for the press conference, he's wearing the Ahsoka lives with a question mark. And, and of course, that's one of the... fun with this. Uh, yeah. That's one of the first... So if you go back... In in our feed, you'll you'll see the press conference uh, where I posted it, and you'll hear not only my question that I ask to Vanessa Marshall, you'll hear that question posed to to uh, to Filoni about the T-shirt. So, yeah, typical typical Filoni. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, even this is basically him trolling and having fun with the fans. Yeah, uh, I think it's a, it is a foregone conclusion because um, I believe it's all it's pretty much been said that he um, we are before Rebels is over we will know the actual fate of Ahsoka what happens he is going to finish up make sure that there is a definitive answer I don't know if that means she's coming back or maybe we find out what happened on the um, back there I don't know but there we will know an answer before Rebels is over. She she works. She's one lady that works in a restaurant, and her name's now Irene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eileen. <laughs> I think. I think though, um, having Darth Vader kill her would be a fitting end. Yeah, but having her potentially survive would be great because then, what if we do see her potentially in the Last Jedi? Right. That would be awesome. Yeah, or be. we get um, one of the movies between, um, or any of the standalone movies, and get her in one of those. Yeah, but, but since, then you could actually finish her fate and still uh, put her in one of those movies. You yeah. know. Well, since, since there's been the threat of, oh, now they're going to do the Gray Jedi in the Last Jedi. Well, Ahsoka is. Isn't that where Ahsoka sits? That's where she sits at the moment. Mm-hmm. Or, or, because actually, if you notice, her her blades white, are. Well, her blades are white. Yeah. But I don't know. It'd be curious. I'm not sure exactly, you know, because you always hear the argument. No, there's only Jedi and Sith. There's no gray Jedi. There's no white Jedi. There's no blue Jedi. There's no, I don't know. It's still, that's changing. It's changing. But I think Jedi, you have one side or the other, but there's many force users out there. We've discussed it here. There's many, many different people that access and use the force that have nothing to do with the Jedi or the Sith. Exactly. we go Sharu or Imway for one. 
Maz Kanata yeah. for one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at the Night Sisters. Look at the Night Brothers. Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. Or, excuse me, General Leia. Yes. <laughs> She'll always be royalty. Prin- Princess General Leia. General Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. However you want to call it. So, <laughs> um, well, how about this? Mobile game? You guys playing uh, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes? Uh, I have not, no. I, well, I, I played a little, but... I, I played at the beginning. I it's it's anymore. I go on to get the the daily freebies <laughs> rewards, but um, I know we, I've, I've jumped from our agenda. But it's it's a time thing. Um, all silent alarm talking about imperial an imperial blockade coming our way. So um, with Galaxy of Heroes, it's an Ewok invasion. Of course, yeah. We just they've just completed the season of, of Rebels. That culminated with the introduction of Grand Admiral Thrawn to the game. Uh, now it's the Ewok in, eva- invasion. Uh, Ewoks are taking over the cantina in July, and they're popping up everywhere. Here's a few things you can look forward to. Updated art, meaning new models, character art, animations, and ability icons for all existing Ewoks. An Ewoks faction pass. Updated stats and abilities for cheap Chief Chirpa, Ewok Scout, and Ewok Elder. Three brand new Ewoks, Wicket, Logre, and Poplo. Uh, Wicket's the powerful Ewok attack- attacker with critical hit and stealth synergies. Logre, Sage, Ewok support who could daze enemies and grant Ewok allies buffs. And Poplo, a resourceful Ewok tank with assist and buff synergies. There's also going to be Ewok Marquee Events, Ewok Double Drops, um, and Ewok Flash Events. There's also going to be Hero's Journey with Luke Skywalker, uh, Territory Battles, um, and, uh, and some other stuff. So that's going to be that. Now, books that are coming out for the rest of this month... Uh, releasing Tuesday the 18th, we got Star Wars on the front lines. Uh, yes, I am on the right, right date. Uh, also too, on the 19th, uh, new comic book day, we got Darth Maul number five, which is part five of five. Uh, Poe Dameron number 17, not number seven, like I said last week, but 17. Um, which is great that this, this is still going, especially since they've introduced the uglies. Into it back in, I think it was issue 13, issue 13 or issue 14. You, you know what uglies are, right? Oh, yeah. Uglies I, is I where. I whole X-Wing not, series sitting beside me. The uglies are where they took, like, say, the wings of a TIE fighter and added it to the cockpit oh, of an right. yeah. to make a ship. Right. And stuff yeah, like that. They're cobbled together from parts. Yeah. They, they have reintroduced uglies into Poe Dameron. Awesome. Um, well, they've had, on, they've had. If I remember, they've had them in the X Wing game already, in the X Wing miniatures game. Yeah, yeah. They just started coming out uh, within the last year or so. I think I'm not positive. You can always email yeah. us at wookie at wookieradio dot net uh, to confirm when they actually came out. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two Inferno Squad by Christy Golden comes out on the 25th. Uh, Star Wars A New Hope, the official collector's edition, comes out also on the 25th. And Star Wars Super Graphic by Tim Leung, uh, it's a reference book, comes out on the 25th. And this one, you're going, well, what's super graphic? Uh, from a Venn diagram of Yoda's in- 
idiosyncrasies to an organizational chart of the empire, Supergraphic shines a new light on the much-adored universe. Equal parts playful and informative, this visual love letter to the vast Star Wars universe will enchant fans of all ages. So, basically, a lot of pie charts. Um, yeah. Also on the 25th is Jedi Academy number 5, The Force Oversleeps. So, um, Jared Krasokia, Kresok- uh, who's going to be speaking at San Diego Comic-Con uh, two days after. His book's going to release. Um, and then we have Dr. Afro number 10, which is the second time Dr. Afro's come out this month. Um, great series. Can't wait to get her figure in the vintage line. Um, and then on the 20, also on the 26th is the Epic Collection, the original Marvel Years Volume 2. It's a paperback graphic novel. And the second printing of Darth Vader number 1 is released. So... Um, and speaking of books, I'm going to say stay tuned. If you ha- if I haven't already released it, actually I have released it. Go check out on YouTube the review I did on IDW's classic news strips Star Wars edition. It's the first volume. They're doing three volumes where they're taking all the old newspaper comic strips of Star Wars and releasing them. Uh, the first book's got like 600 different strips. The the daily black and white, the daily black and white, and the color Sunday strips. It's such a sweet book. It really is. So, um, any other final thoughts? Uh, just one. I saw it pop up on my Facebook the other day. I totally forgot. This year marks the 20th anniversary of the release of the Star Wars Special Editions. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hard to believe, huh? 97. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 97. 20 years ago. Wow. When the fan outcry started the first time. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Um, I had one more real quick. Just remember, check out Palette Swap Ninja in that album, Princess Leia's Stolen Death Star Plans. It's worth at least one listen. If you're a uh, Beatles fan or a Star Wars fan or both, it, these guys put a lot of time and effort into this, and it's really good sounding. Yep. So, um, again, check out the homepage. Mighty. Um, WookieRadio.net, check out our affiliates, Ripped Apparel, um, Comic Bento. I think I screwed that up. It's Comic Bento, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and superhero stuff. Support our affiliates. Get some great deals from them. Um, on sale right now on the T Public site, which you can access through the menu on Wookie Radio. Um, site wide sale on T Public, on our T Public store. So you could get your Wookiee Radio t-shirts, mugs, notepads, stickers. Um, I think it's all 20% off, something like that. There's a good sale going on, so check that out. Uh, support the show that way as well. And get, get your Wookiee Radio swag. So um, that pretty much wraps it up, right? I believe so. I believe so. Well, then I'm going to give that quote that's going to help inspire and, and strengthen your will. The strongest stars have hearts of Kyber. Until next time. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jinx, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed in.
information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2! Oh, <laughs> my